0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd and this is episode 268 of the Ask Gary V show. Bob Safian from Fast Company is here. Hey, how you doing? I'm really well.
1: You're really well? I hear you're redoing the whole wall here. You heard about this? I heard this wall is coming down. Why?
0: Just mixing it up, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh crazy. I built it for myself and then as a lot of people came in here and started taking selfies. I brought you
1: Pringles. You did? Yeah, you got to have some, you know, I tried to figure what would Gary <laughs> never have enough Done. of and I figured Done. Pringles were it, they're, they're not a sponsor though. Bob, tell
0: the Vayner right. Nation yes. uh, about yourself.
1: <laughs> myself?
0: Yeah, the position you hold and uh, a little bit about Fast Company.
1: Sure, so I am the editor of Fast Company, which is a business media brand, we like to say, magazine, website, events social, custom, whatever, uh, wherever people are. And we're dedicated to the idea that business can be a vehicle for progress, yep. and that the business world is not covered in a way that captures the excitement of what we do every day. Yep. And, um, and we have a lot of fun doing it. The world's it. changing fast, and we think a lot of folks need to get with that program and think about the way they approach their life and their work in a different kinds of way.
0: And what's the origin story of the, of the brand?
1: Oh, Fast Company was launched in the late 90s um, by uh, two Harvard Business Review editors. They were sort of trying to uh, create Harvard Business Review meets uh, Rolling Stone. That was their idea okay. at the time. Um, I think they've
0: captured that. Like, when you just said that, I'm like, mm-hmm.
1: That feels okay to you? Spe- I mean, look, yeah.
0: for a lot of youngsters watching Rolling Stones, you know, gotcha. especially, it's in, it's actually for sale now, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, May not resonate as much, but for all the 35 and above who's watching right now, especially in its prime, Rolling Stones was such a cultural beacon. Yeah. Um, as a publication, and so that makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, and, and we, you know, we were part of this sort of whole raft of media that rose up at the time of, you know, where people talked about the new economy, right? Yes, business 2.0, right?
0: The, uh, the, 2.0 the, right, the rise that time. of the,
1: you know, of, of the dot com era and when yes. the bus came, basically everybody uh, went out of business. Yes. And we managed to make our way through that. Um, Why? But, uh, some of it was we had the right owner, you know, who saw the vision for it and was able to sort of fund us through more difficult times. And I think some of it was we were we were not as connected only with technology, but with the idea that business of all kinds were changing. That's right. Um, and I and I think that's and and I think we focused as much on people as we did on ideas and. Trying to try to use the, the humanity of the right kinds of people to tell different stories.
0: Uh, Facebook, please put in your phone number. Uh, in the comments, we're gonna take some calls here. Talk a little business from Bob and I. So, what about your origin story? Where were you born? I was born here in New York.
1: I'm a New York City boy. Never left my hometown. You know, very parochial. Uh, <laughs> you know. My, Where were you born? Uh, well, my my, uh, my parents uh, got divorced when I was young, yes. and my mom lived on the Upper West Side. Yep. My dad lived on the Upper East Side. Some of this, for anyone who's been in New York, yes. may not may not realize this. But back back in the days that I was a kid, uh, you know, I had friends whose parents wouldn't let them come to my house because it was on the west. Side it was it was a different kind of place uh, yeah. New York New York in the 70s was a much grittier place yes. than it than it is now and
0: and walking Central Park in between was definitely a yeah event, I had a, I had
1: some difficult there was a point where I uh, was out biking in Central Park and I got knocked off my bike by a gang of kids with baseball bats and they took the bike and you know it, it was a downer it was not a good day Seth, not a have good you day. ever
0: been knocked off a bike with baseball bats not baseball
1: bat. Do you ever see the movie The war- <laughs> There's a there's a cult movie The Warriors
0: Of yeah. course war- Warriors, Warriors. I, 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 that, that, was, that was it, that was it. I Except it. I
1: I don't think I was in any of those gangs. I
0: pushed Oded <laughs> Weinstock Off his bike in second grade Because I didn't like his attitude Oded, if you're watching I apologize <laughs> But I don't actually Because your attitude Was unacceptable Anyway nonetheless Yes But uh, uh,
1: but we you know we make it through These you things Whether through, you're pushing Off you, the bike or not Who are you
0: going to be At 14, 15, 16
1: Oh I think I was just Trying to get through the day I don't think, I, don't think mind, I really thought I gonna, about it You
0: thought about what I'm no, going to do for a
1: living. No. no, no, never really did. Never. Nope, mm-mm, nope, never really did. And I, and I, I went into journalism mostly because I got out of school and I didn't know what the hell else to do. Respect. And it seemed like the thing that was closest to, you know, what I did at school, different right. stories, <laughs> writing things was sort of a continuation did of a lot of the you same were things. At, were
0: you good at writing?
1: Um, I thought I was. I, I wasn't really that good at writing, but I thought I was at the time. Yes. It's only when I started getting paid for it and, you, you know, that I, I realized, like, oh, you know, like, listen, you go, you go to school, right? And you get B's and B pluses. Like, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. Right. You get into the real world, like you don't get A's, you get fired. Right? Yes, of course. <laughs> like, you have to be at the top of your game all the time. Yes. And, you know, that's I think that's an education that everybody and goes through. And so how through, did your right?
0: career start? By the way, uh, I got D's and Fs. Yeah. These would have been <laughs> unbelievable. It was that in life I understood how to get A pluses. So that's a very good point though.
1: But you you know, you had you gotta hit the ball hard,
0: right? A hundred thousand percent. yeah. yeah. Uh, so what was your first job?
1: Um, I worked at a at a trade magazine called The American Lawyer. Okay. Uh, I worked for I worked for yeah, I know. That's I That's cool. I, I love I, it. I, I worked for I'm just a, trying to, what year was that? This was uh, late '80s, late '80s. B- before you were born, Gary. No, I wish. I wish <laughs>
0: some of these characters, yeah, but not right. me, Mister. I was already a diehard Jets fan by then. Uh, what? <laughs> me where too. Was that? Me too. I know. That's why you're yeah. on the show. I love yeah. that. Why? Uh, why? Uh, we'll get where, to that. W- where was that? Where was that office? Uh, I was on
1: the on the uh, east side near uh, near Grand Central. Have
0: you worked in your? Have you? Lived your entire life in New York? City. I, went,
1: I, I left New York when I went to college, but otherwise, I've been in New York City the whole I love that. time. I love that. The whole that. time. Anyway, yeah.
0: so you go into that job, and you're. Yeah. It's a B2B magazine for the lawyer industry. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. And uh, you know, and and I thought <laughs> I'll be here. You know, I'll be here. Like, if I'm here a year from now, like it's a mistake. <laughs> you know, and uh, and I was there for six years. Yeah. Um, and it was. Let's do what
0: D-Rock said? You know, when he first got here, and you know, now he's stuck.
1: Yeah it's no like, yeah. I, it's just that you know the the opportunities were better than going to a bigger place Good that you. you got to do and more And so what happened next? Um, Early
0: so, 90s You decide to go where
1: uh, I went to a To a, uh, a, star, a Startup magazine Called Smart Money Which oh, was yeah. a, a Hearst magazine It was a personal finance magazine So it was a
0: startup culture d- Part of a big media Holding company So that's Correct Safe was, and exciting
1: It was a partnership Between two media companies Dow Jones and yep. Hearst yep. And because of that uh, Everybody left them alone Yep Like the, the yep. You know the parents yep. Would fight And yep. the kids could play By themselves That makes basically. a ton of sense Because right. at the
0: top They couldn't get aligned Which meant things Were just happening yeah, How and long we could were just you there? do
1: a things. I was there for three years.
0: And where, what position did you hold when you left?
1: I left. I was an articles editor. I think
0: was my title okay. when I left.
1: Whatever that means yep. means I edited articles.
0: Respect. Okay. Where'd you go next?
1: Uh, fortune. Yep. Fortune. I became a senior editor to do their investing and in Wall Street coverage. I was there for a year.
0: Okay. And
1: then I became the editor of Money Magazine, which was which was a bracing experience to be 33 and suddenly giving personal financial advice to two million Americans. Um, because I knew exactly what they should do with their <laughs> finances. I knew how they should invest their money for their family and their future.
0: What year was that?
1: That was, uh, gosh, that was 1998.
0: Okay, so how long were you there?
1: I was there for six years. Three years of bull market, three years of bear market. That's
0: exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. Do you feel like that was a great thing for you to be able to live through in, in that environment during... That importance of a publication during such extremism in both directions. I mean,
1: I, lear- I learned a lot about um, I learned a lot about the markets and yep. about the economy yep. during that time. Uh, Money magazine was owned by uh, Time Inc. and Time Inc. went through Time Warner went through the merger with AOL. Yep. And so I got to see how that happened from the inside. Yep. Um, and that was a very uh, acute learning experience, yes. also about how how mergers can destroy certain things, how they open up certain things, and, and the way people um, you know, just try to protect their own often 100%. when, the, when, the, when the things get bigger. They 100%. don't necessarily get better.
0: A hundred percent. And then what happened?
1: And then I went from there. I spent a year at uh, Time Magazine. I was an executive editor, um, which was a great experience. Um, and then I went back to Fortune, and I was uh, at Fortune for a few years before I went to Fast Company. I love it. So that's my life story. You got my whole story, guys. That is your
0: career story. That's
1: true. It's it's barely touching. Put in on your the phone life. number
0: on Facebook. We're gonna start asking business questions. We're here with Bob, uh, Fast Company. Uh, can, I like the word czar. I'm gonna call you the czar because yeah, oh, I'm Russian. You know. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, nonetheless, yeah. Fast Company. Now you've been uh, at ten the, years. Ten, ten years, years. Well, well, longer than ever be there. Yeah. A real run. Yeah. It's, and it's 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 a really great brand publication. I absolutely. You know, my business career took an interesting turn in 2005, I think, when I actually looked up from the liquor store and didn't live in a little cocoon. And I would tell you that Fast Company and Business 2.0 and magazine had a real impact on me. I read about other entrepreneurs and things mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, there's other things going on. And, you know, um, so much of my last decade, so many of my friends and acquaintances have been featured in magazine on covers and things of that nature. And it's, it's absolutely, like, I, will ne- I travel almost every week there's never time that I will travel and not go into Hudson News uh, and look to see, like, the cover and what's going on and well, what you guys you. are covering.
1: Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say, like, the pivotal moment when I look back in, in, in my time at Fast yes. Company was in in uh, 2008, early 2009, when, uh, you know, the economy started to really, you know, what go into the toilet, 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 right? was really, was really, Evan, was really troubled. Um,
0: Evan, it's Gary Vee on the Ask Gary Vee Show. Hold on one second. Bob's making a, a very, very important point. Very important. This may be the point of the show. <laughs> you got it? Oh my God! All right, yeah. All right, huh. Thank, huh. thanks. thanks for waiting. I really, I really appreciate Evan. it.
1: Go ahead, Bob. So here's the thing. Sure. So the the economy's going into the tank, right? In eight, and right. In, bear Stearns, in eight, all that stuff. Right, right. And, and I was
0: pumped by the way.
1: And the, and the question was, I'll explain do, why later. Do we write about all the crap that's going on on Wall Street? And we decided no. no we just ignored it. And we said, no, we're going to write about the stuff that's going well, right? And we said, now, why? Well, if everything really, if we are going into the next Great Depression, it doesn't matter. We're all going out of business anyway, right? That's right. But, but why not double down on what we stand for, which is there is always exciting, powerful it. stuff going on right now. And this is this is why this Innovation Festival that we're doing next next week here in New York, which I'll tell you about a little bit later, i got a special freebie code for uh, for the Vayner listeners. But little, little, little right but,
0: um, I'm impressed, Bob. A little yeah, commerce trying, love. I'm trying, impressed. Trying. I like the sales DNA. Um, but,
1: but, you know, the, I, yeah. optimism really is critical optimism to be able Optimism is the
0: greatest currency to trade on. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a, first of all, it's a human innate... It's the reason we still exist. We're just enough more optimistic than we are cynical <laughs> as animals, and it is literally why we're even still around. That's we could have been gone a long time ago.
2: You have to believe, You have. Evan, otherwise do you, you don't that? get out of bed. I do, I do, I definitely do. Like optimism <laughs> is, if you, don't, if you don't have that,
0: you're over. Respect, respect. So Evan, what's your question, brother?
2: Yeah, so <laughs> I almost forgot it, oh my god, all right. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I, I uh, basically, my, my question was, you know, what? how do we balance between saving up to go on the offense and spending, I, I know you talk a lot about spending to get those one or two things you need. But that's really where i'm at in life you know i'm I'm really trying to save everything i can but it's like a careful balance between that and not going crazy because you're like you know i, I can't even spend on like a new pair of glasses or something like that so it's like how, how do you find that balance between what you what you need uh to, to kind of fulfill yourself and then um, saving to to fulfill your future, like business ambitions or, or whatever kind of investment you wanna make, whatever it may be. Bob,
0: what he's referring to, uh, you're gonna get a lot of inside baseball references here now oh from no. my community, is like, I just don't think people should spend money on anything and save it and deploy it against their business and like win in the long term. I'm, I'm just obsessed with pushing as hard as I can against the short term thinking that completely dominates entrepreneurship and society right now. And Evan, I think you're taking it a little bit further down the path, right? You're like, Gary, I got you, I'm not buying a Lamborghini, but Oh, am I allowed to buy a new shirt? I mean, is that where you're going?
2: Basically, I mean, and of course I know it's like, you know, I'm allowed to do that. It's just of course. You know, like, what, what, when does it stop, right? Like, cause you could, you know, split sheets as you always talk about, but it's like, at some point you gotta kinda, you know, say, okay, I have enough to where I could at least fulfill this lifestyle. So,
1: some, of the, some of the hardest lessons in life are about discipline, right, discipline and focus. You gotta like, what right. are the things that are really most important to you? You know, sometimes people say, oh, I have 10 ideas for a startup, right? Which one should I do? Right. Well, maybe you shouldn't do any of them. Right. You got to find the one, the one thing that's really most important to you. And with with each of these decisions, y- you need to identify for your life what is the discipline that's most important to you. That's what you invest your time in. That's what you invest your money in. And if you're not sure what that is, then you keep moving. Like save it. Keep your powder dry for the shit that you really want to go for.
0: I mean I gotta tell Love you, it. I gotta tell you something, man. You said something interesting. You said. At what point do I get to spend to fulfill this lifestyle? My lifestyle is not the stuff that I get to buy being an entrepreneur. My lifestyle is the eating the shit.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's what's most satisfying, right?
0: Do you understand? Love it. I mean, that's a super important thing, man. You said it subtly. You said, when, at what point do I get to cash in or cash out to fulfill the promise of the lifestyle. This is the right, narrative. maybe
2: wanting to catch out is the
0: problem. Bingo. Yeah. And I really am pumped you got to say it instead of people in the comment section saying it. My man, if you understand that part, the whole thing changes. My ambition to buy anything, and let's call it what it is, including the New York Jets, is zero. My chase of the New York Jets by eating the shit 18 hours a day is the lifestyle. And we have 95% of the market believing that the lifestyle is you do something to get the fun stuff and it's the 5% that understand the processes, the fun stuff, that get to buy the 95% of stuff. Got it?
2: dude. That's Yeah, that's so trippy and but so true. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: you got it, that. brother. That was a super important, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, this is, this is already maybe the best show of all time. Bob, The best show of all time. His, all no, right, let's but, drop but, the but, mic. But I'll be yeah. very honest with you, and it probably comes up a lot in my content, but like, that was just synthesized to this whole game. And it was very subtle the way he said it. And I, you know, I was yeah. pumped, I got to hear it, and wasn't distracted. The promise isn't you work hard, you work hard. That's where everybody's getting caught. Why do you think everybody's in trouble right now with college debt? There's this thought that you, and then yay! Mm-hmm. The whole thing has to be yay, whether it results in dollars that are up here, up here, up here. Unless you're in that yay the whole way, you're finished. If you, you're gonna, yeah, you're finished.
1: Like uh, you, you, we talk about, like being happy, right? Happy is one thing. What's more important is being satisfied, 100%. right? And satisfaction comes from going after shit that's hard, right? And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But it's fulfilling, right? 100%. The fulfillment comes. And, and I, that's when people like, they want just the happy, like just the party. When you're a kid, you can just, you know, like birthday cake is enough. Ice cream is enough, your life is good enough, right? You become an adult, you're like, you can have ice cream anytime. What do you really want?
0: The problem what do you is, brother, really honestly, Bob, I gotta tell you though, I think a lot of people graduate from ice cream to a vacation home. Yeah. I think people are caught in the game. I think people are think confused, you're right. man. Like to me, the process of making that cake is interesting. The thought of like, can I buy the eggs for a good deal? Can I create a flavor of carrot cake mixed with mint chocolate chip that nobody's ever done before? Can I be remembered for making great cake?
1: It's, it's, it's the, and it's, the irony is like, the less you worry about the end of the journey, in other words, the less you worry about the money you're gonna have for 100%. that house, the more likely you're gonna be successful enough to be able to have that house.
0: Or what you get, or What you if get you, back is
1: satisfying work, enough that you don't need the that's house.
0: That's for damn sure. Or yeah. if you're out, for me, for me, and you've got a sense of me in the business world, right? I'm not irreverent or disruptive for kicks and giggles. I know that I'm gonna be historically correct, and I'm trying to trade on legacy.
1: But you're also not afraid to be wrong. Right? That is damn right. You're uh, you're not afraid to be wrong. Not. You're not afraid to- And I also
0: eat. will own it if I'm wrong. Right? I love Yo Bongo. I love passing on Uber twice. <laughs> I love not spending enough on Google AdWords. Wine Library should have been 250 million, not 60. I get it. But like I love being wrong because I love the game. And if I was wrong, that means the game is pure. And you learn from
1: it, right? <laughs> and you learn from it. And just this is just what life is we like. Teams- We're all wrong Bob, all the time. This is
0: going to be a billion dollar business. And it's going to be- a side project compared to what I'm up to next. I'm learning at such a speed, and I have all the intuitive understanding of the consumer. Of course, that's the best part. Right. And I didn't need it in my 20s so I could buy a yacht to get girls. I'm not that insecure, and insecurity is what's hurting so much. Well, it's
1: also it depends what you want. If all yes. you want is the yacht and the girls, you can do that. You can do and that. You know what? That's By a, the way, that's a different as a dude. It
0: sounds fun. You yeah. know, Jake wants it bad, <laughs> Jake. Jake, I, I wouldn't mind it. Okay, <laughs> let's go to the next question. That was amazing. Bad, Bad. <laughs> so good, so okay. good, Jake. Seth definitely wants it I don't even. Want to, I don't even have to ask him. Oh, we lost him. Can you do it again? All right. While while he's pulling it up, uh, who's on the cover this month? Who's on the cover this month? Oh, right remember? now, I
1: have uh, two people on the cover: Kevin Durant and uh, Stella McCartney. I like that. Mm. Uh, it's it's our tech and culture issue, so it. we're trying to I cross over I, different things. I think you guys
0: do a good job with that. I think you guys are thoughtful about your co- covers. We had a great conversation about covers at Can. The cover thing is super interesting. To it's me. hard.
1: It's hard. It's the hardest. Hard. I'm very thing.
0: empathetic. Who's this? Ben. Ben. Um, and who's next month? Do we announce that yet?
1: Uh, no, we don't I, announce I'll give that you yet. a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> do you have it picked? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's D Rock, right?
0: Ben, this is Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary V Show. Gary Vee, what's going on? Life is good. Say hello to Bob. Hey, man. Hey, how, Bob, how
3: are
1: you? I'm good. How are you doing? How's Rhode Island?
3: It's good. You know, it's funny. I'm actually laying in the dentist chair office right now, so uh, this is a great pick-me-up, here. I
0: mean, this is huge, brother. Wow. I'm Did they All give right. you the Novocaine yet? Are,
3: you, are we the anesthesia? What is this?
0: <laughs> it's just kicking in right now. So. Respect, respect. <laughs> what can we answer for you, man?
3: Hey, so quick question for you. So I'm a digital marketing coordinator for a chemical distribution company. Uh, Super interesting industry because it's it's very slow, right? So quote-unquote old-school tactics like email, like Google AdWords, Google marketing, that's still our key, you know, where we're getting uh, traffic from.
0: Stop right there. This is the proudest moment in Ask Gary history because somebody in my office, excuse me, in my audience just said we do old-school tactics like Google AdWords (laughs) and email and things of that nature. That's how I see the world, clearly, You see the world that way as well, whether influenced by me or not. And this means the world to me because this is the biggest thing that I'm trying to push for as a marketer in the current state, which is we have, we have something called traditional digital that we need to accept because we can't move forward until, until we, we recognize that. So it's a great job, Ben. I appreciate you framing that up. Keep going.
3: Yeah, so, so I, I, I know that works today and that's working today and that's fine. And it's gonna be you know years and years until you know stuff that's working for companies like Nike and Armour are going to, you know, convert. So, how do I work day to day and month to month to kind of position us and prepare us for what's inevitably coming because that's where everything's gonna go even if we're well, number, number, kind five, of 15 years behind them.
0: Number one, it's already happened. There's B2B unbelievable activity that you can do in social and media creative across LinkedIn and Facebook for your business today. So first you have to make the mental commitment that it's already here and not coming, and then you have to allocate the right amount of dollars for you to learn and understand. So if that's zero right now, can you get it to 17% of your behavior? The good news is you're looking at digital as traditional, so you're we're not stuck where most people are which is they spend 70% of their money in traditional 30 percent in digital but that 30% of digital is 90% digital traditional right. so you're ahead of the game brother you just have to allocate the dollars to content and distribution on Facebook and LinkedIn right now got it got it is and, that and is that feasible that
3: because, yeah and since you know our the, my higher ups are very open about and open to my ideas so it's, it's a great <laughs> environment. And you know we're doing that, and, and just preparing ourselves for what's what's inevitably to come, and is really already here.
0: I understand. You Bob, just got to you got to meet
1: people where they are, right? So whatever y- your customer base that you're trying to right depends what your specific customer base that you're trying to target is, but everybody's you know, everybody's on these channels. Like, you know, it's not like it's just a small group, right, everybody's there, so you gotta be there.
0: What you need to do is you need to context the thought process of the person when they're on there. Like, the individual you're trying to reach in a B2B environment when she or he is on Facebook is in a different mental state than when she and he is are on LinkedIn or she or he is reading Fast Company or she or he is watching, you know, Shit's Creek on, net, on Netflix. Like, you have to be smart about when you create content or, or advertising that you understand the context of the psychology of the user. Too many B2B companies are failing on Facebook because they're not accepting the fact that they're in a more social environment there and the yeah. creative doesn't have that in it, so it's not native to the platform and or the psychology graph of the user and that is where the magic sits.
1: Right, and, and it, 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 they say it doesn't work, but it doesn't work because they're not presenting the right kind of content. Like the, the platform can work, it's but, just the message is not right for that platform.
0: Got it. Got it entirely. Awesome, man. Good luck with the uh, drilling. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bob, is that, is right. this a standard thing? People come from their dentist chairs for you?
0: That's a first too. Yeah. This is a, a show this... first. I'm excited. Uh, Bob, what do you most? Uh, what's? Give me something in culture of the business culture world right now. That has you fascinated, or what's a seed of like, hey, wait a minute, Gary, have you seen what's going on with these barns selling for 10x the uh, multiple in Minnesota? Tiny like, houses, like,
1: is that what's houses. happening?
0: What's happening? What's <laughs> in the zeitgeist right now in the business zeitgeist that has your attention?
1: I mean, I I think I think the struggle that a lot of businesses are having is trying to connect through this particular. Um, political landscape that mm. we're in, right? Yes. All right, so what let's go to is, the Jets. Right. Do you kneel? Do you, if, Vayner, right. was, if Vayner was if was having an yes. event and all of you guys were there yes. and it started with the national anthem, yes. I would no you problem. kneel? I have no problem. Would with you any. lock hands or I, would you stand backstage would, and not, like, would not, go, seven, not go out of the I'm tunnel?
0: i I would tell all 750 employees to do whatever the hell they want because I was born in a communist country and I have no interest in imposing my will on them.
1: And whatever they want is fine.
0: And I and I love them and respect them both in any argument. If they told me that is the biggest disgrace of all time and they're devastated that it's a disgrace, or if they said this is the platform but that i But for I'm...
1: your Vayner brand.
0: Yes, I could. Is give a Vayner
1: fuck. stand for any of those three choices or none of them? Of
0: course not. We're a makeup of the people. And that's right. what people try to do. They try to politicize businesses so, into a thing. So
1: this is one of the things I'm thinking about. So if you are now you are an advertiser and you're if, trying to think about you're gonna advertise in the Super Bowl. Yes. Right? What is my message? Am I playing off, like last year, you know right? Airbnb, yeah. some others really did well by playing off. Yeah. Do you play off this environment, or is that too scary? I, like, th- how, I think it's you know? too scary. Right. If
0: you're a big business, it's too scary because you don't. we're so polarized right now that you're gonna lose half the audience so, so, somewhere or the other. So
1: instead of, like last year, uh, I would do what you Bud did, did, did immigration, yeah. this year they're going back to the Clydesdale, is you, that what you're saying?
0: I would say the following. Yeah. I would do what Fast Company did exactly right in 2008.
1: You stick with what you are. You got to know what you are.
0: You got to do know that. what you are. Listen, so many people would hate that I would allow my employees options, whether they were VaynerMedia or the New York Jets. Mm. They just weren't born in the communist country like I was. Their <laughs> grandparents didn't spend ten years in jail for being Jewish like I did. They have their experience, and I am unbelievably empathetic. But I'm going to do me always to the end. Mm-hmm. What do we got? Daniel from Canada. Canada. This is just this is, show is really clicking on every <laughs> cylinder. This is unbelievable. I'm very impressed. This makes me We're happy. We're going
1: to talk Canadian football now. We may <laughs> CFL
0: Calgary Stampede. Daniel. Daniel. Hey Alexa. Hello. Daniel, this is Gary V, and you're on the Ask Gary V show with Bob from Fast Company.
4: Well,
0: wow. hi I <laughs> I love it. We're we're doing well, brother. What's your question?
4: Um yes, yeah, so let me just uh, take it out of here and ask it on the chat. Uh, I uh, my question was to uh, Bob. We I was wanted to ask you what uh, you what do you use for your like Facebook for your Facebook advertising and is there any new up and coming digital marketplace where you think uh, that you'd want to advertise now, like I know it's a new kind of social media interface uh, something that's really like Twitter died. Uh, now we have Facebook, but what's next? Is there something that's already here? Is, it, is up and coming? Like,
1: what do you guys think? Go all on, right. Bob. So, so, so let me be clear. So, I'm an editor. So, I'm not, I'm not buying any media at all, right? I'm creating content, and I'm earning all of the media that I'm that I'm getting. Um, And and the truth is that with Facebook right now, part of what I'm looking at is the way news moves on Facebook and how you um, maintain and generate trust for your content in an environment where people are increasingly questioning what the source is of certain kinds of information that moves along, along through social. And what are the things that we have to do to make Fast Company continue to be something that people trust? Um, and I don't always know what the answer is to that because that's moving, that's moving really fast, particularly as we move into you know, newer areas and in, in newer places where we're, gonna, where we're gonna put our content to.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I think you, Twitter is not dead. Twitter is, uh, and Facebook is not it. It's about underpriced and overpriced attention for me. I don't think pr- print, <laughs> he's in print do I believe in and I don't know his rates or the markets rates right now do I believe on what I've seen the last couple times I've looked that rates on print are overpriced for the comment for the today's day of consumer I do do I think banner do I think banner ads and pre-rolls on the consumer are overpriced by what's happening today I do do I think that influencers on Instagram are underpriced I do do I think when they make long-form video if a brand integrates it could be underpriced I do I think there's inefficiencies and in opportunities and everything I've always felt Twitter was an overpriced ad marketplace, platform's not dead, an overpriced ad platform. Snapchat, an overpriced stock because they still haven't reached the potential and they may never, but as an ad product, underpriced. So my friend, I think what you need to think about and what we all need to think about based on whatever we're trying to achieve, whether that's to be voted for on mayor, raise money for the PTA, sell sneakers, sell subscriptions, sell wine, is what's overpriced and underpriced. Nothing's dead. There's mm. still I'm looking at billboards right now outside. There's magazines, there's television, uh, there's there's everything still out there. Nothing's dead. Smoke signals I would say are dead. <laughs> Most people at the, carving pictures in a cave. I would go with dead right now. These are two things that we don't use to communicate something we want to happen. Print, radio, television, all the social networks I'll throw a real curveball at you. I still think there's ways to do communication on MySpace. Like there's still plap. There's still. I mean, now is it overpriced? Is it underpriced? I don't know. But I think it's. I want to make sure that what you think about and what all my listeners think about is overpriced and underpriced, not dead or alive.
4: Yeah, and, and so you have. What's the content? What what?
0: What's up, my friend? Oh what. So
4: it's basically like about the content, what you put in your content
0: and how you can. No, no, that's the next part that matters even more in some, well, matters the same. No, it's if you're gonna buy ads, when they put it in front of people, was that a good price or bad price for the attention you were trying to get in return? The next part is when you buy it properly. The reason so many people aren't doing well on Facebook and Instagram is not because of the ad cost, because they are underpriced it's because they don't know what pictures, videos, and written words to put in front of people.
4: Right, perfect. Cool. Uh, That gives me a lot to think about. Thank you very much. Thank you,
0: you're welcome. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Okay, so that was an awesome Zeitgeist uh, thought. What about on a more niche? That's very macro. What company or companies or in so entrepreneurs? I, for me, personally,
1: yeah. I'm always, I always try to think big first. Respect. I'm looking for the big trends yes. and then I'm trying to find, okay, once I've found that trend, who's the best person, yeah. who's the best Understood. character, who's the best company yes. to, to tell that through, okay. right? You know, I mean, AI, right? Yep. Is AI a big deal? Duh, yeah, okay? Do we know how AI is gonna develop? No one has a clue. Right? Well, what think, the implications well, on, are on, and how it's gonna on. unroll over the long run if we're so early. So look, let's the talk about but I
0: think we can all intuitively understand that a lot of tasks that are done, right, are mm. going to, you know, through machine learning and you know and, and AI, like there's a lot of things that have pressure on the system right now in a twenty year macro that we can start understanding, right?
1: I think we can see some of the shapes of them. I don't think we can we can predict exactly how they're gonna how they're gonna roll out. I can
0: predict it right now. The robots right. kill us in the end.
1: You think the robots kill us? I well, do. that's the Hollywood version of the story. That's always the Hollywood version of the it's story. The just, robots always no, kill us.
0: No, the Hollywood version is one miraculous person oh, defeats all the, the robots. Saves I'm gonna the go day. the other way. Uh-huh. The robots win, and, and hopefully they're watching this content right now. Robots love you.
1: Uh huh. You like
0: that? <laughs> I want to be like a like. I want to be a mythical character to the robots. There was once a human being named Gary. I'm positioning for long term. <laughs> Who's next? Peter from Hawaii. Geez, you're really mixing it up. There's robots in Hawaii. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, this is not one of them. What
0: about cryptocurrency? Have you guys been covering it? A little bit. I'm still manifesting myself too.
1: Uh, I'm not sure what
0: Peter. The- Hello. Peter, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're on the Ask Gary V Show. No fucking way! Oh yeah. my god! Yes, I'm Peter, on. you are on. You made it. You did it. Say hello, hello to Bob. Mommy.
1: Hey, Bob. How's it going, Bob? Oh, oh, we're so excited you're with us, man. How's the weather
4: there? Yeah, my students don't believe this shit. Yeah.
0: It's real, brother. What's your question? My question is: for many years, I've been reading.
4: Uh, fast company and I use it in class as well for the articles I'm really uh, I wanted to know how are you guys able to stay relevant uh, as a magazine to begin with and you're online and you're doing some great stuff
1: uh, you know some of these things are things that sort of build on themselves over time we get a lot of deal flow what what you know what what uh, VC is called Deal Flow. We got a lot of people coming through who we get to meet, we get to talk to, like Gary gets to do, right? And and what happens is it's you know you meet someone, you say, well that was pretty cool, that was pretty cool, that was pretty cool, and then every now and then you say, holy shit,
0: that's amazing,
1: right? And it's those are the neat. and those are the stories you do, you know, um, but but. We do have a philosophy that overruns on top of everything we do. We're trying to get our readers to see that the world is gonna be much different than they expect it to be, right? And so we keep trying to find ways to get you just a little bit more comfortable with the idea that the world you were prepared for and you were trained for in school is not the world that you're gonna be living in later. And that's the overarching message that we're trying to repeatedly remind you guys. Of. Peter,
0: how do you consume Fast Company uh, in digital or in print or both? How do you roll?
4: I consume it uh, digital, absolutely all digital. It's, uh, I go to the computer lab. I look up some stuff. Before class starts, I see an article I like. I uh, copy and paste it. I share it with everybody. And, and then uh, and I have them make comments if they can on Fast Company. I love it, man. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Gary, I got a story, man. You're not going to believe this, but I got to say this was maybe four years ago. Okay. You had some kind of special on Facebook. It said, hit me up and I'll recommend whatever wine, whatever it was. Okay. And I, to be on Facebook, I said something. I said I wanted a, a wine that's under 10 bucks. And this was before New Year's. And it said free shipping. And I put something on there, and you said, okay, go ahead. You can do this, this Portugal wine. And I still got the wine. <laughs>
0: That's and amazing. And came
4: back, and they said, oh, no free shipping to Hawaii. <laughs> and I emailed you back, and I said, don't worry about it, man. It's okay. I understand. Nobody really does free ship to Hawaii. Man, you made it happen. You emailed me back. You made it happen. And you said, Pete, I'll take care of this. And it was New Year's Eve. I got the bottles in.
0: I love it, man. Thank you. Thanks for sharing amazing. that. Amazing. See so, Gary, you, you, I, I love you, that brother.
1: story though, Gary, because it, it is about like as as much as you think about the big picture, you always like you can't lose sight of the details, right?
0: I never want to be in the middle, brother. I am super up here, and I will never forget this. Yeah, and they're the only two things that matter. And I genuinely believe that ninety nine percent of people play in the middle, and uh, I appreciate that. I'm super pumped to hear that story. Makes me feel good, but more importantly, when you're Peacocking as much as I am, (laughs) you know it's important for people to know that I do so much. I mean, I know I know these people in this room; they all know me, and it's such a better feeling because I know what they're saying. What uh, you know, especially you know, the last year has been pretty crazy for me. Like my profile has grown quite a bit, and so to me, I don't care how many people follow me or how big that gets. I care about the people that actually know me, what they're saying behind my back, Mm. and that to me dictates my actions. The end. The guy who you know, I park next to at a Jets parking lot, the, the person that's gonna serve me dinner tonight at a restaurant, the, my doorman, people that work here a month, people that work here for 15 years, every interaction, every moment, always, I think about it every time.
1: It's, it's funny, because I, th- I think sometimes people might look at you and say like, Gary doesn't care what anybody thinks. I don't but you're saying you do care about what these people who you don't know think. Correct.
0: <laughs> Anybody else confused? Yeah. I think it's super important, Jake. Let me help you understand this. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's it's. Here's how I think. I think macro patience, micro speed, right? The way I build my companies. Macro patience. In a macro, I'm very patient. I have so much opportunity. Seven, eight years ago, at the height of my... Silicon Valley fame, mm. instead of raising $250 million and doing a fund and carrying 2% fees and making lots of money and da-da-da, I said, you know what, I've got a talent now that I've met Zucks and Travis and Saka and Kushner and da, 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 all these interesting, uh, Cuban and people outside of tech, the way you guys cover it, like all these people. Jack Welch, I'm like, I have a talent. I understand marketing innately in a very different way than I think anybody I've met. Hmm, these 3G guys are going around and buying Budweiser and Kraft, and and they're cutting costs. Wall Street really rewards short-term financial stuff. I'm a long-term, hmm, if I build a machine that is the scalable version of my talent, then I can trade on that skill and that infrastructure for the rest of my life. So let me take a step back for 10 years and eat crow and do client service and this and that. And so macro, I'm really patient. On a micro, my every minute, like, is booked for 18 hours a day, and I'm fast, 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 Does
1: he seem patient to you guys? Yeah. yeah. Y- yes, no? It's no, like the heads no, no. are like bobbing like, like, yes and like, no, like, right?
0: And yeah. Macro. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I am about not caring about what anybody thinks and caring what everybody thinks. Yeah, At a macro, you know, it's like I really don't because I can't control it and I'm empathetic.
1: So, so I, think, I think this is what like the most successful people in business parallel this way, right? I was having this discussion with, uh, with a friend of mine at Nike about their, their CEO, Mark Parker, who I think is a genius in a lot of ways, right? But here's a guy who, on the one hand, he's so patient in running this super big company, but he'll go out and like, take photographs of flowers and spend time designing shoes. He used to be a shoe designer, and he loves designing. You know, he'll go from, like, investor meetings, and then he'll go into their design lab and talk to their, you know, their innovation lab and talk about how, like, and that, that is what, and all of that jumping back and forth. You know I call that?
0: Practitionership. The fact that I reply to my tweets, (laughs) and I, by hand, post my Instagram posts and reply, and I heart your replies, and I... If you lose your practitionership, you become vulnerable. When you stop playing, you're in trouble.
1: Well, you also have to think about for, for each of us, what are we really good at? 100. percent Right, because sometimes you know you start to move up and you move away from the stuff that you're not as, that you're that you're good at, and not just that you're good at, you're usually good at it because it brings you joy, like it's satisfying. 100. Right. To me, I got and you lucky. You get disconnected right?
0: when you move up. You manage people. For me, my joy is people. So it allowed me to be a good operator. Mm-hmm. Because you have to deal with the shit. You I know, mean, our days are about
1: fires <laughs> and issues. Right, well this is one of the things as a if you think about it, if, for folks listening, right, if, if you work for someone and you say okay, like once a month I need to talk to my boss about something really important. Maybe once every other month, right? But for your boss, they're getting like 10 of those things every day. And so the most important thing for you is for them, like, just their regular day. So how do you, if you know that as a manager, how do you manage those people who are coming to you and not say, like, oh, geez, yeah, it's just another problem that they have. By recognizing
0: as a manager and a boss that you work for them, not the other way around. That they
1: are, that those things are really important, that you can't start to take them for... Empathy, empathy,
0: empathy, 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 Mm empathy. Empathy is the secret drug of success. And... You
1: you have to feel it, you know. Yeah, you
0: have to have it. It's like being so. Super so, what do you say to people who don't have it? They're in deep shit.
1: If you don't, <laughs> they're in deep. How fucking do you shit. learn to be I more don't empathetic? Know. But
0: I can tell you that I'm sure being around empathetic people, being in, I'll tell you that Vayner has a great ambition to suffocate it, so make it a real thing, so people can learn from it. I think, look at everybody here, they've all had different strives in it, It ma- depending on.
1: It. But that's part of the honey, right? That you're the trying. The honey that, empire. That's, yeah, that's I mean,
0: people, look, it's so, people. So let me ask you a, qu- yeah. ask
1: you a tough question. So Go let's ahead. say there's someone who works here at Vayner who is killing it. Fired, they are bringing Fired,
0: in, fired, fired. You know no, where I'm going, no, right? Of course, because I'm the <laughs> biggest revenue driver by such a disproportionate part that I would never put myself in a position that I'm at the mercy of somebody else.
1: So if someone if someone's bringing in money but they're not good for the culture they're gone. I don't need
0: gone. the money. Right. I don't need the money. I never put myself in a short-term financial situation. The end. Yeah. That's it. Last question. Lentheus from Georgia. Lenthea? Lentheus. Lentheus. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have I have the luxury of not being on 90-day terms, not no, having You an leave actual yourself boss. that you
1: leave yourself I don't
0: that have leeway. Sp- I don't have right? a boss. Just Lentheus. Lentheus, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary V show.
5: Hey Gary, I was calling to ask you guys a question in regards to a small startup magazine. How does one survive in today's market when there's so many others out there trying to do the same thing? How does a small startup differentiate himself?
1: That is, that is a great
5: before question. You, before
0: you go there, I wanna follow up on one thing. Great job, Seth. Uh, Lentius, is, do you have a small startup magazine?
5: I do. What's it called? It's called Urban Lux Magazine. Good for you, we man. We specialize in uh, profiling people in the community that are doing great things because luxury is about what you make it, not necessarily all the things that society says luxury is.
0: And is it print and digital or just digital?
5: We did print for three years and it became so very expensive we started doing strict digital about a year ago.
0: Congrats, man. That's awesome. Good for you. Bob. All right. So
1: so um, when people come to me, young people come to me at Fast Company and, you know, want to get into the business of doing magazines, whether they're print or digital, I always try to talk them out of it because it is a really hard business and it's a terrible business, like in terms of sort of where the financial leverage is. Relative to other things you can spend your time on, you can make more money more in a more straightforward and easier ways doing lots of things with the skills that you have than creating content for a magazine like the way you're doing it and I'm doing it. You do it okay. because you really love it, because you can't help not doing it, right? If you're, if you're doing it because you're like, oh, this is the way I'm gonna be successful and I'm gonna make a lot of money, you know, good luck. You know, like I think it, I'm gonna
0: do print soon, but I want it to be, but, it's, but I want it to be like a hundred dollars an issue.
1: But it, it's not gonna be the core part <laughs> like of your that, business, right? It's gonna support a, another brand. That's right. Brand. It's
0: hundred percent a brand play. That's for the right. Overarching. And brand.
1: listen, in the long run, you know, I, I, I should be careful what I say, right? But I, I love the be print. Not careful. I love the print magazine. In the long run, is the print magazine going to be like the financial driver of our business? If it can't is, be. I'm in bad it shape, right? It can't be. But is it is it, it the you know? I it's the be, branding vehicle.
0: I want to be on the cover of Fast Company. Great. <laughs> no, but you don't, no. What yeah. I'm not I'm not actually saying that. Though I am. <laughs> uh, I'm saying that it still is leverage. If you were a digital only play, if right, you would not have that same leverage with me. So it's still leverage.
1: You know, the, the scarcity the scarcity of the product you're producing, Lentheus, is its
5: uh, value. 100? Lentheus, I want it's to be on the cover value. of your
0: magazine. Right. Uh, you need to bring it back out of retirement for one issue so I can be on the cover.
5: $100. I, I can put you on the cover of uh, nope. our, our 2018 <laughs> cover.
0: No, no, I, what was that? Is that an actual magazine? It's an actual magazine. It's okay. Herbalux
5: magazine. Love it. Our next issue will come out in 2018 in January. I would love for you to be on the cover.
0: Respect. Send me an email. I'm interested. But <laughs> Re- Rebecca's here. My comms team, I-, I told them, like, look, I only want to be on covers of magazines. I do not want to be inside of them. And if I'm not good enough to get to the level where it hits your radar or the- your competitive publications, then I'll keep working until that's the case. But it is a leverage point. Whereas for dot-com, it doesn't have that. There's no big feature story that I'm chasing as much of a, as a cover, so it's still cultural.
1: Well, and I and I, and I'm doing two yes. things at the same time because I'm trying to Thank create you, versions of something that you would want to be on that would stand out on the digital front in the same way that a print cover stands out. But um, we're not all the way there. I think yet. that it's you a, a and your com- I think
0: what people have to do is much deeper, uh, documentary-like, long-form videos on these platforms. I'm a big buyer of this. I think if you guys had an accompanied 17-minute video that felt like a documentary that I'd watch on HBO Mm. or Netflix, then I'd be like, shit, I want that. Like 17 minutes, a mini-doc? That, to me, is the white space in publishing right now for print uh, producers with a digital complement.
1: I mean, it's it's all about prestige.
0: 100%.
1: And what is going to generate that prestige?
0: That's it. You got it. Last points. Anything you wanna share that we didn't get to?
1: Gary, I, I just have to say your energy always fucking amazes me. Thank you, brother. It does, it I does. It. It Listen, does. It's, it's gratitude.
0: Great. Like how good do we have it?
1: It's, it's true, optimism. it's true, it's, optimism. it's true.
0: What's a, what about the event?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, so the event next week, October 23rd to
0: 27th, you're like, <laughs> my, my people are like, come on, say the fucking event, yeah. No, no, uh, This you know what? That was a perfect, I actually was super pumped what an incredible indication to that you're always editorial and you were gracious. Instead of throwing the right hook, right? You 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 default into not this is the moment to, th- to take something that's selfish, I'm gonna be an editor, a journalist, I'm gonna be selfless, now you paid a compliment, I appreciate it, but to me, I actually think it's a super interesting psychology uh, experiment and it and, and it reminds me of why I even would want you on this show. Right. And I'm, um, and but anyway, tell them about the event because you guys do put on a great event.
1: Well and I hope it I hope it is good for everyone who would who will attend. It's next week in New York City for those of you who are in New York. What are the dates again? Twenty third to the twenty-seventh.
0: Yep, where is it?
1: It's all around the city. There are uh Two hundred different, uh, two hundred different sessions at a, at one hundred and fifty different places around the city. And you I buy, think you buy a ticket? Claude is going to be one. It's Claude doing, doing, one doing of some right? chief
0: art a Love yeah, it. It's doing Are you one go- of them? and do you buy a ticket that lets you get to go all of them, or you guys so break it up? How do you do it? You can
1: it? you can buy a ticket to the whole thing. Costs a lot of money. How you, much? You can uh, twelve hundred dollars. Well, good. Jake's got so a ton Jake's, of money. So Jake, Jake, you set. Can tickets, get a, you, can get a, you can get a day pass for yeah. one of the single days. I think I've, we, you can use the code AskGaryVee. And you can up? get a day pass for, I think, a hundred bucks. Okay. So you we'll can, link it you can all go up. on things. We'll link it and up. then there are individual sessions. So you want to talk to Gar- uh, Derek Jeter about what it's like to run a team? I
0: do, personally. Uh,
1: he's going to be at the, the 92nd Street Y. You're not here, though. See, that's no, I'm, why I I'm in Singapore. I know. If only you were there, I'd have you and and he on the stage together. We'll get that together, though. We'll work I'm that out. i
0: text him right now and... So but I'm if you really if
1: sad. you want to uh, you know that hear hum- from
0: that's what's called a humble brag.
1: A humble <gasps> brag. Um. You want to talk to Derek about why he, you know
0: if they go to fastcompany.com, I assume yeah. there's, it's super easy to find. Go links
1: to, to events.fastcompany.com. But if you go to fast,
0: there. nobody wants to remember that part. Yeah, if you just go to fastcompany.com, oh, yeah, it'll be to there. In your UI UX, it's easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's there. Question of the day: Every guest that comes on the Ask GaryVee show gets to ask the audience a question of the day. This is an amazing opportunity for you to do some research and development, get some information from the zeitgeist. What is your question of the day? You can ask. What's your favorite color? I don't give a crap. It's your platform. Go.
1: What makes news credible for you?
0: You're really on this, huh?
1: I am. It's big. I am. I, I think it's the I think it's the biggest question. What makes it what makes it credible? What makes you believe?
0: Thanks for being on, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks guys. Take care. Have a great day. You keep asking questions. We'll keep answering them. Hey, podcast peeps. I know you're uh, a listener, but are you a watcher? Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Vee. the daily V, the best business vlog on earth.